Welcome to the Untamed and Unashamed podcast. This is a place where together we can navigate through life's ups and downs with all of the vulnerability, compassion, and openness that we can muster, celebrating our bravery in all of it. Along with the help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning, and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce, and I'm so thankful that you're here. Today, we are talking with the author of Supercharged Self-Healing, a revolutionary guide to high-frequency states of consciousness that rejuvenate and repair. It captures the revolutionary Ascend the Frequencies healing technique that he invented to verifiably overcome permanent chest-down paralysis and severe chronic illness. These new understandings and consciousness expanding meditations supercharge and command the body's self-repair and self-healing program in ways never thought possible. It combines authentic higher consciousness metaphysics and never before accessed levels of metaphysics into practical, actionable, and easily repeatable protocols. There have been countless peer-reviewed scientific studies that prove meditation changes our DNA and greatly helps heal mental, emotional, and physical trauma, including illness. It only stands to reason that deeper, infinitely more profound and powerfully targeted meditations exponentially increases our self-healing and quality of life. By raising our electromagnetic frequency through these paradigm-shifting teachings and exercises, we can access, repair, and restore our original blueprint of health and make suffering and disease obsolete. This revolutionary book is designed to fill the health crisis and spiritual malnourishment of billions of people worldwide. Please help me welcome RJ Spina to Untamed and Unashamed. Hi. Hello. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. I uh, I got your book uh, maybe, I think it was about a year ago. Is that about right? Is that when it came out? Yeah, it came out. It was it came out November 8th and I think it kind of caught the publisher off guard and it uh, sold out in a month and went wow. into its went into its second printing three or four weeks after it was out. So yeah, but it came out, I believe the release date was it was supposed to be November 8th, it became December 8th for the paperback and then it was sold out in January. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was sent it um right over right before I was leaving to uh, a five hour plane ride. And so I read it there and on the way back. So it's been a little while, but I remember being really impacted by it, especially at the time, my partner, um, my partner at the time had Lyme. So, uh, and, and Epstein-Barr virus. And from what I understand, that's your fear with someone that has it, you likely have it too, just because it's so easily transferable. So um, yeah, so I'm, going to dig back into that book just just to upgrade my my health even though I'm not having any symptoms just to use it and uh, I would love to hear your story about what led you to writing the book I know I, I know your story but so that the listeners can hear it sure yeah uh, <clears throat> just to give a little context to it um, when I was a little kid uh, I used to what we now call astral project mm-hmm. I used to just leave my body uh, 
really without effort or without trying, as soon as I would relax, I would just literally be outside of my body. Used to be standing, looking at my body on the ceiling. <clears throat> and this, this just kind of progressed to the point where I actually realized that at first I thought I was confined to my parents' house, my consciousness. Then I realized that uh, I could really go anywhere with just uh, intention. So it became totally normal on a daily basis to, to leave my body. Um, and I would go to these, what I now understand to be different frequencies and different dimensions. And if that's not weird enough, I used to have a, a mantra as a little kid. And that was, I would say to myself when I was outside of my body, exploring these different, these different realms, I literally used to say to myself, I retain all information and knowledge contained within this realm. Wow. So yeah, who knows where that came from, right? Um, but it, what it felt like, Jade, is that every time I would leave my body and then come back to my body, I literally felt like I was getting wiser every single time that I did it. And if so that's, I came into this world this way. So I knew tangibly that we, we are spirit, consciousness, or more accurately what I call sentience. And mm -hmm. that we're, we're not the physical body. The physical body is a, a biological garment that we wear that is also just made of energy. And <clears throat> we can fast forward all the way to uh, April 23rd, 2016. Uh, I, was, I was deathly sick. I was told I had another 48 hours to live. I had severe sepsis. Uh, I became permanently paralyzed from the chest down. And I was diagnosed with uh, severe Hashimoto's autoimmune disease, type 1 diabetes, pancreatitis, uh, thyroiditis, and something called autonomic dysreflexia, which paraplegics and quadriplegics, if your injury is above T6 in your spine, um, you can die from complications. You can get a stroke, an aneurysm, slip into a coma, and pass away. So I was experiencing those things too. And so I had emergency life-saving surgery. They performed what's called a laminectomy, where they literally scrape the infection off your spine. And hopefully, you know, that's the end of that. But um, I was permanently paralyzed before the surgery. I was certainly paralyzed after and very, very sick. But when I woke up from emergency life-saving surgery, the best way to describe it is that I had fully awakened into, into cosmic consciousness. I literally remembered how healing actually works. It's, a, it's a, a repeatable process that when done properly, we're able to put ourselves back in alignment. I literally started explaining the enlightened metaphysics behind self-healing and self-realization told it to the ICU nurse, I told it to everybody that I would heal myself. I absolutely guarantee. And in fact, in exactly a hundred days, I'm going to walk unassisted and I'll have no issues with uh, any of these other things I've been diagnosed with. And I videotaped this process. I spent a couple of months in a hospital rehab. Uh, there, You can see an MRI of my spine. You can see the surgeon's notes, pre-surgery, post-surgery, complete paraplegia. And I made sure that the physical therapists and the nurse and the doctors videotaped me because I knew no one was going to believe that I was actually going to put my body back together. Uh, but that's exactly what I did. And on the hundredth day, I walked uh, unassisted and this, and that's all captured on video and timestamped. That's not a, a medical fiction or a spiritual canard. Uh, the book that I wrote, Supercharged Self-Healing, that uh, 
that we were just talking about is essentially the higher consciousness metaphysics that I remembered or accessed or was given, which is really the same thing. And it's the same higher consciousness metaphysics that now thousands and thousands of people have used uh, to put themselves back together again. And I believe that video that you spoke about is on your website, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a short video. It's about three minutes, but it shows me in the the beginning, you can see me in the hospital rehab. You can see my MRI, you can mm-hmm. see the surgeon's notes and it's time stamped. So you can literally see me unparalyzing myself. And it really started with me. Just all I could do was barely move my foot. Then I could move my leg and the, the healing <clears throat> wasn't linear. So in other words, in one day I showed no signs of being able to do certain activities or exercises. And the next day I was doing it as if I had never lost that ability through paralysis. So it was what people call quantum. Uh, I was experiencing, you know, tangible cosmic consciousness and I was able to put my body back together and it's captured in video. And it's, it's interesting to watch what, uh, what we're all capable of doing when we work with ourselves properly. Yeah. So do you feel, I mean, obviously you feel that we're all capable of it and it wasn't just that you had access to it due to, cause like you were having these out of body experiences before you were ill. So I'm curious what you make of that as well. Like, what do you feel like it was partly because that was happening prior to your illness that you were able to access this or? It's really, Jade, it's really all part of uh, what we call a life plan. So <clears throat> my last name is Spina, which means spine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's not a coincidence that I became paralyzed. This was literally a challenge that I wanted to give myself in this incarnation. I, I gave myself a worthy challenge and I accepted it wholeheartedly. And so we plan these things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I plan to have the challenge of putting a completely destroyed body back together again. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to prove to myself yet again, that I could put my body back together and then offer these teachings to humanity. So it's not just theory or an idea or new age mumbo jumbo. No, this is authentic, higher consciousness, enlightened metaphysics. It's repeatable. It's a repeatable, robust process that anybody can do. So it's just part of my life plan. This is part of what I came here to do. Um, And once you kind of transcend or accomplish your life plan. I really think it's at that moment that you can actually become an authentic teacher in terms of what you've been able to transcend for me. It was a you know destroyed body and then be able to offer those understandings to others. So they too can do the same for themselves. Yeah. Mm. So I want to get into the healing part uh, and your method, but first, can we speak about how sickness and disease or why it manifests? Is it like you said, because in a way we've agreed to this and it's something that we're here for in a way. Yeah. So <clears throat> sickness and disease, all disharmony comes from disharmonious thought patterns mm. and all thought is in context to some kind of belief, ideology, concept, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. If you, if you are not, if you do not identify with any belief concept or ideology, you actually can't think. Now, beliefs, concepts, and ideologies are things that we buy into when we get here. They're actually not what we are. Mm-hmm. And so when we align ourselves or misalign ourselves for the things that are floating around 
what passes for knowledge or world culture, whatever you want to call it, when we align ourselves with that, <clears throat> it's actually misprogramming. And that misprogramming is what dictates our thought patterns. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever conceptualized reality that we create for ourselves, our body has the tangible experience of that. That is the mind-body connection in one sentence. So what I discovered or remembered is by removing the false character or the false self or what we call the ego or what I have renamed the ego mind identity, which is the culmination of all the things that we've bought into this character that we create, this human character. As we begin to let those things go and peel those away in totality, the sickness and disease belongs to that character. When you remove the character, the story of sickness and disease must go with it. And so that is one of the underlying principles that we all must understand if we want to transcend any agreed upon limitations that we have bought into once we get here. Mm-hmm. So for people who feel that it's part of their genetics, is it is that more because they've taken on the character of their family? If people feel it's genetics, it's because they're identifying with their body and they think their body is going to dictate uh, their their existence. Sentience, or we could use the word soul if you want, but it's more accurate as sentience, which is what we really are, which is a divine intelligence. So it's our level of love and wisdom and whose subsets are our talents and abilities. That's really what we are. And that is given energy to create, to think, to emote, to animate our body and create experiences. So when we work directly with what we are, we realize that we are the the commander of our mind and body. And we've seen people do extraordinary things with their body, whether they're athletes or putting their bodies back together or all these kind of things. No one is a victim to genetics unless they believe that they're a victim to genetics. There's Mm -hmm. countless studies, countless, that meditation changes our DNA, that it repairs ourselves. It only stands to reason that deeper, more profound states of meditation only greatly increase our order of he- our, our healing by an order of magnitude. Mm-hmm. And the and what it is that I discovered are these deep, deep states of meditation where you're going further in into your own higher consciousness, which is kind of like the etch-a-sketch level, Jade. It's where form and function is actually put together. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're operating at that level, you tangibly realize that this thing, this body mind is just energy. And it can be changed based upon our our intention. We do this all the time Mm -hmm. with exercise, working out, weights. We do this constantly, but for some reason, we've bought into the belief system that we can't do this in terms of healing. It's just absolutely untrue. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, like in the 60s or 70s, you didn't really see people in the gym or like running, you know, the lake, like it was like odd for them back then to think that exercise affected their health, you know, and that the food they put in their body affected their health. And so my hope is that very soon we look back at this time and think that like, wow, we didn't realize that meditation affects our health, you know, like we didn't realize that this type of techniques could heal us. So I'm curious that what you just spoke on, is that the ascend the frequencies healing technique basically is, is the, um, like the up-leveled version of meditation or is it like a certain process? 
It's it's a bit of both. It's, mm-hmm. it's a bit of both. But just to touch upon what you just said about wasn't that long ago where we didn't realize the food that, that we were putting in or the drinks that we were putting in. Well, just simply apply that to the information that you're putting into yourself in terms of mm-hmm. belief concepts and ideologies. There's yeah. no difference. There's yeah. absolutely no difference between those between those things. None. So it's the removal of all that misprogramming. And you could think of it as the belief concepts and ideologies that are floating around uh, our current version of Earth is kind of like fast food, junk, just absolutely terrible for you because it's untrue. Yeah. So once you start to see as everything that you take in is information, food is information, what you drink is information, the beliefs that you partake of is information. And whatever conceptualized reality you create for yourself, your body has the tangible experience of that. Mm-hmm. So, and most people do know as well, Jade, that if they're stressed out, upset, whatever, that they make themselves sick, what humanity is just waking up to, and hopefully this book captures this, well, it, it does capture it. If you're able to expand your consciousness, your body must have that experience as well too. Mm-hmm. So a greatly expanded state of consciousness, your body will also respond to that. And this is where healing and self-liberation and enlightenment actually comes from, an expanded state of consciousness without buying into anything. Mm-hmm. So the Ascend the Frequencies Healing Technique, to get back to your question, sorry for the ramble. No, I love it. The uh, Ascend the Frequencies Healing Technique is, is founded upon its core understanding. And then there's exercises or meditations that we do to increase our efficacy, which is channeling intelligent energy, higher frequency energy, uh, unifying the the four avenues of consciousness into one thing, which is also really how you do authentic magic by putting all of your attention, desire, everything into one thing. So it's by first understanding that what we are at our core is perfection. It's absolute perfection. Now, when we go to that and work from that, we can make the body-mind represent that inner perfection. Our body was designed to self-repair and self-heal. You get a cut, it scabs over. Our body was designed to do this. We've misprogrammed it. So the Ascended Frequencies Healing Technique teaches you how to unprogram your misprogrammed human mind through meditation. And then once you reach that state, there's enhanced levels of meditation to take you to higher state or deeper states of consciousness. And in that deeper state of consciousness, Your subconscious and your higher mind are the reality creators. Your thinking mind has very little effect on reality. It's the higher mind and subconscious, which is really the creator of our reality. So when you're able to access that, the book teaches you how to do that. You can actually put your body back together as you need or as as you deem fit. Mm -hmm. So, and you mentioned the word magic. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious, do you feel that like some of the resistance, you know, like you mentioned that like people haven't yet opened up to this idea and I, for part of it is like, I think it sounds too easy for some people. Like, like they think that healing has to be hard because the sickness is hard. Maybe I'm not sure, but I'm curious, do you think that some of the resistance is because there is this like aspect of magic to it? And, you know, we are heavily indoctrinated by I mean, you know, the Bible talks about stay away from magic, things like that. So do you think that there's like almost some like, I don't know if fear is the right word, but it just seems like I know so many people who like you would offer this to them and they wouldn't be interested. And it's like, do you want to get better? You know, and I think that maybe part of it is because it seems too easy. And then another part of it is because it does seem kind of like magic and they have this like resistance to that, you know? 
Yeah, that, that's a good point. So we, we can demystify that right now. So, and I'm going to start off by saying, which some people will wig out about, I do magic. I make no bones about it. I do high level, powerful magic. Now, let me explain when I say magic, what I actually mean. First off, I mean magic with a CK, not magic with a C like pick a card, any card. I'm not talking about that, right? So magic, real magic to me is the accessing and utilize, utilization of energies that lie outside of physical sensory perception. That is magic. That, Jade, is also metaphysics. That's what metaphysics are. What's going on outside what we can't see through our physical senses and therefore is totally beyond the intellect, right? Because the data stream that comes in through the, the five senses is what forms your intellect. It's incredibly limited. Mm-hmm. So magic, authentic magic with a CK, is metaphysics. Metaphysics is the key to everything. It gives us greater access to the more unlimited aspects of ourself as well as the greater reality, what is far beyond body consciousness. And body consciousness is just the the five physical senses and the intellect. So part of the reason why, part of the reason why the Bible and other, other esoteric literature talk about stay away from magic is because for the most part, it's misused. Mm. that's why it's misused for selfish or egoic purposes mm-hmm. right now if your intention is to literally heal yourself or to help others heal or access uh wisdom or whatever you want to call it to access these greater understandings to share with humanity why would anyone want to stay away from that that of course is nonsense this is actually the direction that is the evolution of consciousness is being able to do that by the way mm-hmm. so The reason why it's poo-pooed is because many people misuse it. And also many people don't really know how to do it properly. The book teaches you how to do it. It's meditation, but it's meditation in a way that humanity is not doing. Mm -hmm. So that's, we can, we can dispel any, any sort of uh, off limits aspect of what magic is. Magic is metaphysics and energy is just energy. It's all dependent upon the intention of the practitioner. Right. If someone has very negative intentions, they're still accessing the same energy as, say, someone like myself who just wants to heal people and and help people reach Mm self-realization. We're accessing the same energy. My intention is different. So that's really the difference, we could say, between white magic and what's called black magic. Black magic is for very selfish, egoic purposes. White magic is for liberation and healing and wisdom. No one should stay away from that. In fact, that's exactly where we're all going. We just, we just don't yeah. realize it. And you're right. Our, we are so conditioned to buy into the belief systems, what we call knowledge that is floating around here. And that becomes your limitation. Whatever you buy into, that then means anything outside of that is not available to you. Mm-hmm. So every belief concept and ideology that we align ourselves with will actually end up being your prison. And you won't be able to operate outside of that. You certainly won't be able to transcend it. Mm, Really, really powerful. Yeah. So um, I pulled up this quote that I just saw the other day because I, um, I just launched a women's program around uh, sexual transformation and merging sexuality with spirituality. And it's very fitting that I'm using sex magic to call in all the women who will sign up. And as someone had posted this quote about um, how when you're doing that, it's it's kind of like 
backwards and manipulative and this like gimme gimme energy instead of um, this kind of like letting go and let God, you know? So I'm curious your thoughts on that, because I think that could also apply here of like, some people would see it as not trusting God as well. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Um, I felt like when I read that, I was like, Hmm, I really enjoy sex magic. And I don't, I, I don't feel a gimme gimme energy for me when I'm working with that energy. I am, I'm, I'm, on in my five senses, I'm bringing in what it would feel like for these women to be in this container where um, we're in this collaborative healing, what it would feel like to see these women signing up, what it would feel like in my nervous system and all of five of my senses. And for me, it's like letting my nervous system know that I can hold that, knowing that it's safe letting it know that it's safe to hold that because my background is one of poverty. My background is my family would have not felt that that was safe, this type of work. So for me, it's like a reprogramming. Um, it's like a recoding. So yeah, I'm just curious your thought, you know, when it comes to that quote and what I described. Yeah. I mean, all growth comes from when we operate outside of our comfort zone. So that's Mm -hmm. also very important to remember because the comfort zone is the ego mind identity. Yeah. Right. And that's a closed shop. Mm-hmm. Right. We've we've come to firm conclusions about things, beliefs, concepts, ideologies. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, that's why I said it eventually becomes your prison. So all growth is is when you operate outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Things like sex, sex magic or tantric sex. These these are all aspects. If the intention. Right. Is expansion of consciousness, love moving the energy up, we could call this a kundalini kind of thing, if you want to call it that. Now, remember this, from my perspective, this is still not operating at truly high levels when we're just moving, moving energy up and down the spine. Okay. Okay. That's, we can do that. I could teach someone how to do that in in two minutes. That's Mm -hmm. not difficult to do. It's Mm -hmm. just being able to command the energy, but the, the idea behind let's say tantric sex is a unification and it is the connecting of love by mixing our energies properly. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, this is, this is a healing endeavor, Mm -hmm. right? But the moment, and you're already aware of it, the moment it becomes a me thing or we're trying to get something out of it, Mm -hmm. this is very important. It can be very subtle because we're, the ego mind is so used to, you know, what's in it for me. We don't even realize that that's, that's how we're operating. Right. Mm-hmm. But the moment we switch gears, Jade, and it becomes, what can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. Right. The magic's gone. Mm-hmm. The healing is gone. Mm-hmm. So we have to be incredible. I hate the word mindful, but anyway, we have to be incredibly mindful mm-hmm. about that subtle shift into the egoic mind. Right. If it's simply for your betterment, and the betterment of all simultaneously, mm-hmm. then you've tapped into real magic. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I'm interested because as a single mother, what I re- what I would love to also gain from doing this work is financial stability. And so is that, do you feel like that is partly that, um, am I that you speak of? Or is that like, I mean, financial stability for me is so that I can provide monetary for my children so that I can provide a roof over our house. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily like for me, it's not like a gimme gimme. It's so that my nervous system can relax so that I can do the work that I 
crave to do um, that I feel that my is my dharma. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, just uh, just an FYI. I'm going to be teaching a course in a couple of months on money and manifestation. Nice, right? So it's going to change things. And I'll Mm -hmm. I'll just say this: Um, we talk about making money, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Oh, I never thought of that. Okay, so let me. Yeah, let me. And this is just a. a, I I need to teach some of these things because humanity is not operating. At, at a at a certain level of potential that it has with self-healing, self-realization, and living in abundance. Okay. So just what you were talking about for yourself, for yourself, for your, you know, your child as well. Okay. Everything is energy. Mm-hmm. Everything is energy. Right. And mo- energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm-hmm. You don't make money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, without me going on and on, but but Jade, so if we start to understand, we're talking about the ego mind identity, the EMI, which is a limitation program that runs by thinking. And it's the EMI that's what causes disharmony, dissatisfaction, decrepitude and demise, actually, for the physical vehicle. Mm-hmm. But if we look at whatever it is that we buy into, and human beings have bought into many, many, many falsehoods about money, since money is just energy. Now, when you start to deconstruct those things, and I'm absolutely going to deconstruct all of them, Mm -hmm. when you start to deconstruct those things, you have a completely different relationship and understanding of what it actually is. This Mm -hmm. is the foundation of actually living in abundance because what we really are, sentience, or if you've heard the term the I am, right? Mm -hmm. This We are infinitely spacious and we are complete almost like a finished product as we are. The I am, the the God principle within us is not lacking anything. We're here to discover that. So abundance is our natural state. And the only reason why we're not experiencing this abundance directly in terms of money is because we've bought into so many beliefs, which create the parameters and the limitations in terms of how you can receive it. Mm. Now, once those things have been removed, then how you can receive it becomes endless. You become a bigger, bigger funnel or channel for energy and money Mm -hmm. is simply energy. So (laughs) like I said, I don't want to go too far because I'll end up getting into the course, but that's just an an understanding about, about money and providing for yourself and your child or your mom, your dad, I don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. It's with, it's within your ability to live in limitless abundance. And that's not some new age nonsense. When you Mm -hmm. actually understand metaphysics, I manifested my health completely and utterly. And I was told Mm -hmm. it was absolutely impossible. Abundance and manifestation is our natural state when we work with ourselves properly by eliminating all the things that we have bought into, which greatly provide the parameters and limitations in which we can receive and manifest abundance. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And when you're operating from that truth, there's no gimme gimme. Like there was. Yeah. That's right. Now we're talking about endless flow, mm-hmm. right? It's not about you. You're actually one with everything, mm-hmm. right? And now, yeah, now there's no gimme, gimme. Now there's no ego mind. What can I get out of this? That doesn't even happen. Yeah. Your highest good, your highest good is everyone else's highest good simultaneously. Mm-hmm. That's the key right there. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. Last time I was, um, I worked with ayahuasca. One of the messages from the spirit of money was that 
it wants to be a river, not a reservoir. So like money flows to me to flow to others and that I'm, I'm simply just an agent. And it was, I mean, it was just such a beautiful, like, it felt so, um, because we, yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why I do want to be so fruitful in my business is because I want to support other people. I want to support my, my best friend's rock climbing gym. That's a nonprofit. Like, so it, it does feel, um, I don't know, like some people teach money as feminine or money as masculine, but it feels very like flowy, the energy of it. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we are an energy being. Mm-hmm. It's, it's our natural state to flow and abundance. Yeah. Right. We have, we have just bought into certain things, mm-hmm. which just greatly limit the parameters in which you can receive energy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that simple. And by deconstructing that, and this is this, it's not the same, very similar understanding in terms of how I manifested my health, right? When you start to work with your higher mind, you realize that there are no limitations. It's the lower consciousness or what I call the ego mind identity or the thinking mind. All that does is limit. It's a, with every thought, your consciousness collapses and your body of energy constricts with every single thought that you have. Mm-hmm. This is why meditation and learning to be in perpetual meditation is so important because it is the flow state. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're in meditation or just present, you're bringing a supreme intelligence into your life. That is your own higher mind. Mm-hmm. Everything that your subconscious has ever, mem- has ever memorized, every incarnation that you've ever had, all the experiential wisdom that you have as, as an immortal soul is now on the table for you when mm-hmm. you're able to be in perpetual meditation. And that doesn't mean sit in your room with the door shut and, and not live life. That's not what I'm talking about at all. This is a meditative state right now. I look at my eyes. I'm not thinking, right? So being able to work in that way brings in the unlimited nature of what you really are. And this, this is the true nature of abundance. We are the abundance. Mm -hmm. So you've brought up EMI a couple of times and and that limitation is, is really the only way to stop the EMI is through meditation. Uh, Yes, we, we have to, we have to experience now what we are. Okay. Exists before there's thinking. Mm-hmm. What we are exists before emotions. What we are exists before there's a body. So meditation is actually our natural state. The body mind is an experience that is created that's way downstream from what we actually are. We're an energy being. That's what we actually are. And for those that haven't had out of body experiences, and so just because you haven't had it doesn't mean it isn't true. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Fiji, but other people have. I know it exists. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we are an energy being. I'm someone who leaves their body all the time has been doing this forever. And it's not just me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are an energy being. Now, once you start to really recognize that you realize that this, the body mind complex is also just energy that can be manipulated when we move our body around. That's what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's nothing that's actually off limits. Once you get out of the rational thinking egoic mind, that is the limitation program. Mm-hmm. The meditation is the gateway to the imagination of God. Yeah. Literally. I'm curious because it feels like as soon as we wake up, we're already in the EMI. We are, we're, we're, we pick up our phones. We, I, I know for me, like I don't, I, I don't run to my phone, but as soon as I wake up, I start analyzing my dreams, you know? So I'm curious, like, what is it that you do right when you wake up to, to start your day? Not in the EMI. <laughs> So uh, 
the the book is filled with what I call magic tricks mm-hmm. to instantaneously break the spell of your ego mind identity and to allow the real you to be present so you can drive the bus of your incarnation. Mm-hmm. So now these magic tricks and meditations, because I've um, done them so much, um, as strange as it sounds, I don't need to do them anymore. That is my natural state. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, but I did have to do them to make it my natural state because our natural state is the ego mind identity that, 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 that right. Always, always thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. But the true state is just to be present. So what everyone can do to start the day off is they should do a magic, not should they can Mm-hmm. Do a magic trick. And we'll do one right now. They're the easiest thing in the world. I teach them to children. I teach them to the 80-year-olds. They work in one second. So anyone who's ever had trouble meditating, and I'm sure pretty much everybody has had trouble meditating. And I've heard it all. By the way, RJ, I've tried this. I've tried that. And they have. Mm-hmm. They've absolutely tried. Okay. Yeah. Meditation is our natural state, which means it actually doesn't require any effort. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll prove it to you. Not right, right now, we'll do one together. It's very simple. Very simple. Jay, just pretend that your two eyes are not connected to your brain. Okay. You can't think. Wow. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So just look at this for a second, right? For most of humanity, they can't stop thinking, right? I can't Mm -hmm. meditate. I can't stop thinking the monkey mind is totally taking control. In one second, the easiest thing in the world, we, we totally inverted that whole thing. We mm-hmm. just went from I can't stop thinking to I can't think. Mm-hmm. That Now, the truth is tangible and immediate like that. Yeah. And these magic, trick, these magic tricks that are in the book, these, this is real metaphysics. Mm-hmm. Now, what we what we don't see with our physical eyes when we do when we do these magic tricks, what's actually happening, Jade, is that there's no more energy. Uh, what I call a circular profile. There's no energy circulating within the rational thinking mind. This is what thinking is. Thinking is flipping through the mental rolodex of past impressions or what we call memories, and then applying that into now or projecting it into a future. Mm-hmm. So, if there's no energy to circle within the Rolodex. When you do that magic trick, the energy drops out of your mental body, which is why you can't think. Mm. And the energy, the energy returns to its source point. And when we're incarnate, the, the source point or the gas tank is just beneath the belly button above the groin, the lower belly. Mm-hmm. So when you do that magic trick, two eyes not connected to your brain, the energy immediately drops right out of your mental body. Mm-hmm. Now, for those that can can see with their higher mind, they'll actually see it go. Mm-hmm. That's literally what happens. So mm-hmm. this is what meditation is. It's it's no longer having the energy circulating within the mental body. If there's energy in the mental body, you won't be able to stop thinking. Mm-hmm. Most people most people don't give themselves permission to relax mentally. Mm. They know what it's like to give themselves permission to relax physically, right? They sit down, they lie down, right? We all know what that's like to give ourselves permission to relax physically. Okay. Give yourself permission to relax mentally. Give yourself permission to relax emotionally. 
And what's actually happening, the reason why I'm doing this with my hand is because that's what's happening to the energy. It's dropping mm-hmm. down. You can feel it. The more that mm-hmm. you do this, right? And I'm yeah. help. I'm helping you feel it. You just have the mm-hmm. energy drop down like water draining from a bathtub mm-hmm. and then let it return to its source point, which is just beneath the, uh, the belly button above the groin. Mm-hmm. Instanta- instantaneous meditation. Simple. Yeah. Because it because it's our natural state, which means mm-hmm. it doesn't even require an effort. Thinking requires effort. Meditation does not. It's no secret that shame-free sex and pleasure are powerful avenues to deeper connections and an overall sense of well-being. And accessible, expertly designed toys can play a big part in getting you there and making you feel more alive. Dame is leading a sexual wellness revolution as a women-powered resource for game-changing pleasure products and supportive content. Started by a sex educator and an engineering whiz, Dame develops her products based on research and feedback from people like you. They're making better sexual experiences and more pleasure available to all. Dame's easy-to-use toys and accessories are made with body-safe, doctor-approved materials and smart design principles, and they've earned glowing praise from the New York Times, the Today Show, and many more, including me. Whether you're looking to shake things up with your partner or upgrade your self-care routine, they've got something for every nightstand. Even better, Dame offers three-year warranties and hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. And I will guarantee you satisfaction because I use their products myself. They're amazing. My favorite one is their suction toy. I call it the clit sucker, but it's uh, spelt A-E-R. It's called air. It's a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. It creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris. So you can go all the way right away. Guys, I have like eight to 10 orgasms almost every time I use it. I use it during sex and in my own pleasure practice. You will not be disappointed. They're also sending me a bunch of their other products. So I'll keep you updated. But as of right now, this one's my favorite and I highly recommend it. Go to dameproducts.com and use code Jade today for 15% off your order with Dame. Now on with the show. I'm curious because you said what you teach is more than the, just moving the energy up and down the spine, which is when I'm doing sex magic, I, I move the energy through my microcosmic orbit. So I'm curious, um, how your technique is, is different from that because I'm, I'm, I want to merge the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things and the, the ascend the frequencies healing technique is, is it's essentially Jade, I found myself doing these seven things over and over and over again, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I was just doing this. It was all, it really is a muscle memory. I remembered mm-hmm. how healing works. Same, same with self-realization. I just remembered how this actually works. It came back to me when I woke up from surgery. Okay. So one of the things, not all seven, one of the things that we do through the Ascend the Frequencies Healing Technique, which is, I guess, revolutionary, it's just a, it's just a remembrance, is channeling higher frequency energy in through your crown chakra and into your body and then direct it at whatever body part, organ, or whatever that is in uh, disharmony. Mm-hmm. So by opening your crown, okay, which is very simple to do, and I teach how to do that too, you open your crown chakra and through visualization and intention, you can actually start to bring higher frequency energy and higher frequency energy 
harmonizes and heals lower frequency disharmony. It's kind of like if a very calm person walks into a room with a whole bunch of angry people, and all of a sudden everyone just starts to calm down a little bit. So Mm -hmm. higher frequency energy literally puts everything back together. Mm-hmm. So by learning how to simply bring the intelligent, I call it intelligent energy because it knows what to do. So, so by bringing the higher frequency or intelligent energy in through the crown and the book literally shows you step-by-step step what to do, what to visualize, how to, how to do it. And by the way, this mm-hmm. is, this is real magic or metaphysics mm-hmm. and you bring it to wherever it is that you need. That's actually how you can heal specific body parts, organs, entire systems. It wants to run properly. But we've misprogrammed it with the rational thinking mind. So by bringing in this intelligent energy, it naturally harmonizes and heals everything that has gotten uh, in disrepair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I had a, you know, because what I was doing was um, I was instead of the crown energy, I was working with the sexual energy or the ovarian energy and moving that through whatever body part I wanted to, um, send that energy to, or I was moving it through the microcosmic orbit while working with my five senses reality and then kind of blowing it out through my crown and then bringing it back in back down. Um, and I, I just pulled that from, you know, Taoism and, and Tantra. Um, and so I really, really want to, and I have your book. I'm, uh, it's right behind me, right by my altar. So I'm going to, I'm going to look at the uh, exercise that you just spoke of and use that. I'm curious because, you know, when I was doing those methods, I had a close, uh, girlfriend and, and, um, a loved one at the time that felt really concerned that when we're doing stuff like that, we may, we may call an energy that is disguised as higher intelligence or light that is like, can, can, um, oh, like, yeah, kind of disguise itself in like, um, leech onto us, I guess. I know for me, I also work with archetypes a lot. I call in ISIS, I call in, uh, Lakshmi, you know? And so Mm -hmm. that was another thing is like, you don't really know what you're working with. People, it's like things can show up and pretend to be things. And like, you're opening portals and you don't know what you're doing. And for me, I didn't, even hearing that I didn't feel fearful because I just felt like not available for that. And, mm-hmm. um, it's like, I can feel the higher state that, you know what I mean? Like it feels, but at the same time, it was like, I mean, it's something I'm willing to learn on and, and, um, become more advanced in because, you know, I, I would, I definitely want to make sure that I'm using cleanliness and I don't know if cleanliness is the right word, but, um, yeah, so I'm curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Like attracts like. Mm. Okay, opposites don't attract. Whoever said that is very confused. Mm. Like energies attract like energies. Okay, so if we're operating in sort of a fear-based state, oh, I'm mm-hmm. concerned about astral entities. Astral entities are real, but mm-hmm. oh, I'm concerned about astral entities. I'm concerned about. So if you're already emanating that fear. That's you're going to attract beings that operate that way as well, that want to take mm-hmm. advantage of those in a fear. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. If you know, now, now when I say no, I don't mean this. This doesn't know anything. I promise mm-hmm. you, all this does is memorize. Your higher mind, what you really are, does know everything, or your intuition. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you know that nothing can touch you, then nothing can. 
Mm. But, it, mm-hmm. but if you're emanating, oh, I'm worried. Uh, 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 that's exactly what you're going to attract. You're actually manifesting that reality by emanating that broadcast. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. If you know nothing can touch you and you operate that way, that's exactly going to be your reality. Yeah. Plain and simple. So mm-hmm. know that nothing can touch you. And I don't mean mm-hmm. know it up here. Feel it within every fiber of your being that nothing mm-hmm. can touch you. Yeah. And then operate the way that you were designed as an immortal creator being that can do whatever it is that it deems fit. And then mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about that stuff. Now, that being said, do astral entities exist and negative? Absolutely, they do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they do. There's very negative people, right? There's very positive people. Okay, well, that, that also exists within the fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh frequency are what people call dimensions, their frequencies. Mm -hmm. That also exists there too. You can be quote unquote negatively oriented and and being residing within a higher frequency or what is really the astral realms, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. But if you're not advertising that you're afraid, like attracts like. Mm -hmm. If you know that nothing can touch you and you're emanating that kind of power and that kind of love, nothing Mm -hmm. can touch you. There's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. But if we are afraid, I don't think people should be doing this kind of work. If you actually are afraid, if there's fears already percolating, you need to work out those fears before you start doing these kind of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I'm curious because you talked about your out-of-body experiences as a child and I had those, I didn't say the mantra, but I remember being so out of body for me. I think it was mostly trauma related. Um, I think there was like a rip in my aura from being around so much violence. Um, And I feel that that also made it to where I was very sensitive to energy around me. And I had a lot of spiritual activity. I'm curious if you went through that. Uh, No, no, I just, and this, this incarnation, this was just the the specificities in terms of experiences that I needed to have Mm -hmm. uh, to be self-aware as a child and to be able to realize that I can move my consciousness, Mm -hmm. my sentience. To wherever it is that I want, interact with whatever being that I need to interact with to remind me of what I'm here to do and also to reinforce what it is that I know. And then Mm -hmm. to come back here, back into the body and then bring that wisdom and understanding and infuse this realm with that because a rising tide lifts all ships. So Mm -hmm. I came I came into this life very detached, Mm -hmm. still am. I'm -hmm. well aware that this is a suit and it's not me. And I mm-hmm. essentially proved that by putting it com- a completely destroyed body back yeah. together. So, yeah. but for me, it wasn't, it wasn't from uh, trauma. It was just more my natural state of being completely detached from uh, really from everything to, to be honest and residing as what I really am, which is a, a, an immortal and free energy being. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So I'm curious, you say, um, you talk about letting go of belief and accessing the magic of our imagination. The, the word magic again, I love. So I'm curious specifically because of let go of belief, because so many of us are so, I myself also are so, um, it feels like our beliefs are like the core of who we are, you know? So what does that mean? Let go of belief, like even in, um, you know, I've feel like multiple relationships in the last couple of years have fallen away because, um, they didn't 
prove of my spirituality. And for me, it was like, well, my spirituality, my belief system, that's who I am at my core. Like if you can't accept me for who I am, then if you can't celebrate that, you know? So it's like this, this, um, thought of letting go of belief. I'm so curious about it. So I'd love to hear you break it down. Sure. Okay. Well, let's Jade, let's look at, let's have a commonality of language. So when I say belief, mm-hmm. okay, I'll, I'll share my uh, definition the, the metaphysical experience of what a belief is when we can actually see these things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> a belief is anything whose landing spot lies outside of the self, the whole mm-hmm. complete self. Okay. So a belief is something that lies outside of that, which in and of itself is false. There's nothing outside of you. Everything is within you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we say God is within your consciousness, that outside Mm -hmm. of your consciousness. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and now we start to understand how abundance works. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's use the word heaven, right? Many people, I believe in a heaven out there. Mm -hmm. No, it's within you. Mm-hmm. It's within you. So mm-hmm. a belief is very disempowering when we really understand the metaphysics. Beliefs are things that are outside of you mm-hmm. that you're trying to live up to. There's nothing outside of you. That mm-hmm. is an illusion. That is that is the illusion of the unawakened mind. Mm-hmm. What you are contains everything. The reality that you see is projected through you and out of you. Okay, you're you're actually everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. And not, and not some new age mumbo jumbo. I mean it for those. No, I feel kids, like everything. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got it. You got, yeah. so there's nothing outside of you. Now, beliefs are disempowering from a metaphysical perspective. A belief is anything whose landing spot is outside of you. There's nothing outside of you. Now, beliefs also are what we use when we don't know. Mm. There's no Jade. There's no use of beliefs. If you already know. What, would, mm-hmm. what in the world do we need beliefs for if you know? And the knowingness is knowing yourself. When you know yourself, you don't need beliefs or mm-hmm. concepts or ideologies. There, you have moved, you've graduated, that's a way to say it, you've graduated past those things. We use beliefs because we've forgotten the knowingness. Mm-hmm. And when you know, you don't need them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so when I say belief, okay, to me, metaphysically, what a belief is, is disempowering. It's something outside of you. There's nothing outside of you. So mm-hmm. if you're adhering to beliefs, you're disempowering yourself. Your energy is leaving you. It's literally leaving you. There's something out there that, I, that I'm trying to connect with. There's, there's nothing out there. You're everything, mm-hmm. right? Now, this is authentically true, and it, this occurs Upon authentic self-realization or enlightenment, you actually realize that you are everything and everything is energy, including this body-mind complex. And now there's no use for beliefs. What's what you don't need them. You know. Mm-hmm. So that that to me is the difference. So when you now I understand why you say my beliefs are, are me. I just wanted to give us a, a commonality of language. Now your knowingness is really mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I can you're, say I believe Jesus and Mary Magdalene were doing sex magic. I believe God is in everything. I believe that Ganesh is just an aspect of God. I can say all these things, but I guess it is really knowingness and that all of those truths are just within me. And it's, I, I mean, it almost makes me feel like, what's the point in language? <laughs> you know? 
Well, the, the origination from my direct experience, believe it or not, my direct experience, the origination of language is <clears throat> the effect upon the ether, the energies of that vibration that has been uttered. And then the formation that takes place within the ether, the energies is what gave us words and the definition of words. Mm-hmm. If, if that, if that made sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's actually where we get words from words are spells. Yeah. Which is why, mm-hmm. which is why we spell words. Yeah. Right. So we yeah. have to be incredibly aware of what, how we're spelling ourselves. Mm-hmm. The voice in your head is you spelling yourself. Mm-hmm. Be very, be very aware of that. If you want to create the life that you really want to create for yourself, you have to have complete control over yourself. Mm-hmm. And if we can't be present effortlessly and have complete command over our energy, we use our energy for everything. There's no way to create the life that you really want if you don't have total control over your energy. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So meditation and these instantaneous magic tricks gives us puts us back in the driver's seat which is the only real truth mm-hmm. and once we're back in the driver's seat we can do whatever it is that we deem fit we can live in abundance we can put our bodies back together we can access these higher realms these higher frequencies and higher dimensions we can talk to those beings that you mentioned mm-hmm. this is not uh, science fiction This is actual metaphysics. The higher mind is everything. It's connected and part of everything. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to, when you're able to live that way, you've taken the the rational thinking, egoic, subconscious patterned mind. That was really long. Sorry about that. But you've (laughs) taken that, you've taken that and you've been able to put that aside. What you have is what you really are. And you have access to everything because it's all one thing. If this is all one thing. Channeling doesn't even exist. You're talking to other aspects of yourself. Mm. Right? So when you move that thinking mind, which is a limitation program, you're now actually in your own higher mind, which is the imagination of God. Everything is now available to you. Self-healing, enlightenment or self-realization, which are the same thing. And manifestation, abundance, turning water into wine, however you want to say that. Mm-hmm. This is when these things come online. They do not come online through thought. Thought is the collapsing of your consciousness into into solidity, into one reality. Then the infinite possibilities do not exist as soon as you think. This Mm -hmm. is why every authentic spiritual teacher and master talks about meditation endlessly, endlessly. And there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. because it gives you access to more of what you really are and your ability to lead the life the way that you truly desire. Yeah. And is that, is that the same as the magic of our imagination? Because we're. Yeah. The, the higher mind is your ability to imagine as you deem fit. Mm, Literally okay. you create, you create out of pure imagination. If we're mimicking what's here, the matrix, if you're mm-hmm. mimicking it, you're not really creating. You're just doing a weaker version of what it is that you're imitating. Mm-hmm. Right? True imagination. You're bringing what does not exist here. And you're accessing your higher mind, which means, believe it or not, it actually already does exist in higher frequencies. And you're actually bringing it through your imagination into this realm. And this is exactly what the Ascend the Frequencies Healing Technique is. Mm-hmm. These understandings already exist. I simply remembered them and brought them back here. Because this is where they're needed, right? So the imagination gives you access. Your rational thinking mind is already based upon something that's here. 
That's not imagination. That's mimicry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you, you, um, looked at belief and knowingness and then imagination and mimicry. That feels really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. They, these are Jay, these teachings, these understandings that's in the book, the second book that comes out next year, the courses that I teach. This is exactly the elixir that humanity needs at this current moment to transcend their, their, their limitations that they have right now. Part of those mm-hmm. limitations are sickness and disease. Mm-hmm. Right. They are subsets of the ma- of the main limitation program, which is your ego mind identity. All the things that you have bought into that have nothing to do with you, but you've bought mm-hmm. into them. Now, once you start running that program of thought, belief, concept, ideology, it is so out of whack to your true nature that your body can't handle it. You have to get sick. Mm-hmm. So by removing, by removing that character that's da, 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 about whatever, the story of sickness, disease has to go with it. Mm-hmm. This is part of the also fundamental enlightened shift that this, this new understanding will bring people. It's your ego mind identity, your fake character that has so misprogrammed your mind and body that you're going to have to get sick. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we hit rock bottom or however you want to say that. And you're like, my life's a mess. I'm so sick and I'm unhappy. And then you're like, you know what? Whatever I've been doing doesn't work. I, I got to do something different here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The ego mind identity is meant to fail. All of them. Mm-hmm. All those different programs, they're meant to fail, to realize that they're all limitations to eventually bring you to the unlimited whole and complete self. And that's really what liberation is. And that's how healing actually works. And that's how being able to manifest abundance works by working that way, not with the rational thinking, subconscious patterned egoic mind. Wow. Yeah. And I'm thinking back to how when you first got on the call, I was like, yeah, I'm going to revisit the book because, you know, I was with someone that had Lyme and EBV and that, you know, we shared, you know, saliva. And so that means it's likely transferable and, and how, um, in a way, I guess, even speaking that was me being open to that, I guess, in a way, you know, that, yeah. that was you. Sp- and I didn't even catch spe- that. Right. That was, you sp- that was you spelling yourself. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Jade, remember, Whatever conceptualized reality that you're creating for yourself, your body has the tangible experience of it. Mm. That's the mind-body connection in one sentence. Forget all that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Whatever conceptualized reality you create for yourself, your body has the tangible experience of that. So that's why I said pay incredible attention to the voice in your head. Mm -hmm. Because that's the spell that you're putting over your mind and your body has that. The body needs the mind. So if the mind is that, 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 we all know that when we're stressed out or we make ourselves sick, we, most yeah. people, I shouldn't say most, many people now know this. The important thing to understand, Jade, is that the opposite is also true. Mm-hmm. An incredibly expanded state of consciousness. The body must also have that tangible experience as well. That's called healing. That's called liberation. So we just want to work in that direction. And that's what the first book is all about, to be able to work in that direction. Yeah. And it's basically all that you've covered. Is that how we command creator consciousness? Yeah, that's one of the steps. That's one of the steps of the healing technique is to command creator consciousness, literally. Mm-hmm. So the, the short the short version, if I, and I ramble on and on. So that's almost like a joke when I say short version. So no, everything you say is is great. So ramble. Um, <laughs> 
the the command the the uh, meditation or exercise that I call command creator consciousness that's in the that's in the book that's part of the ascend the frequency ceiling technique. Essentially, what it is is going to a higher state of consciousness, and the book shows you meditation. The book shows you how to do it. Now, once you're in this higher state, those energies, those frequencies, are more powerful and potent. Okay, desire and intention is far more powerful than actions and behaviors. They're higher frequencies. So when we start to access higher frequencies, we are commanding our true creator consciousness, not our reactionary consciousness, which is the ego-minded, the mimicry, Mm -hmm. right? We're way past that. When we start to form a version of ourself that is absolutely perfect, when we see it and feel it and we're putting these energies together in this state of meditation, much deeper state of meditation, And we actually put ourselves back together exactly how we need to be with a healthy spine, all the nerves. And I'm just using myself as an example Mm -hmm. with a healthy spine, all the nerves and the legs back together, uh, the thyroid completely healed, the spleen, like there was a host host of things. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you actually see it and then imagine what it feels like to put that together and then merge with it, Mm. it becomes you. You Mm -hmm. actually make your body remember its own inner perfection. It's like muscle Mm -hmm. memory. Yeah. It's like muscle memory, Mm -hmm. right? You're actually making yourself through commanding your own creator consciousness. Mm -hmm. You're making yourself remember your own inner perfection and you're merging yourself with that. Mm -hmm. Whatever conceptualized reality you create for yourself, your body must have the tangible experience of that. So the more real and the, the book shows you how to do it authentically. The more real this is, the more real the results actually are. Mm. This is one of the things that I did to literally put my destroyed body back together. Yeah. Period. So yeah. you use your body as an example. Um, if it were, you know, for me to, um, to call in the women that are meant to do this program, would it be me envisioning you know, teaching these women on a Zoom call or envisioning the retreat, um, envisioning them coming across the, you know, uh, website, whatever it is, envisioning that and holding it um, in my imagination and doing the same thing that you just described. Is it the same when it comes to something like that? It's closely related. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely closely related. You, you should take that manifestation course because you're, you're and I really <laughs> well, it's not it. out yet, right? No, I'm going to start teaching it probably the first, and I'm going to teach it live. Okay. So it's a, a roughly the first week of February. Okay. Just so you know. okay. I will be there. So that's that what you're tapping into is part of it. Uh-huh. Okay. It's absolutely part of it, but it is not, that would be, shall we say incomplete. Mm-hmm. Now, now the reason why I say that, because part of what has to be addressed is your, your conditioned subconscious egoic mind. Mm-hmm. And let me, let me just put it this way in terms of that. Most people in terms of, uh, abundance, the law of attraction and all this kind of stuff, right? Which taps into a little bit of truth, but is missing the main, the main things. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the main things that operating this way, calling to these people and this and that, right? Okay. Here's the analogy. Your subconscious patterned egoic mind is a, is a very specific vibration, Mm -hmm. right? It's a very specific frequency, if you will. And you are emanating that, right? Based upon your beliefs, your identifications, your attachments, this and that, right? So you are emanating a very specific wavelength and like attracts like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what most people do is that one, they don't address that. 
Mm-hmm. They don't know how to address that. I'm going to, but they don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, what they do instead of addressing that, they do mantras and affirmations to sort of rewire the brain. And mantras and affirmations work. I mean, we've been doing them thousands and thousands. Of, there's a reason we've been doing them for so long. They work. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't work effectively if you haven't addressed the vibration that you already have. Piling on top of your discordant subconscious mind with other with other frequencies is like playing two different songs at the same time. Because mm-hmm. you already have this emanation, this broadcast about how your, your deep-rooted beliefs, your ideologies, your concepts, that's like one specific wavelength. That's one specific radio station, one specific song. You then pile on top of that a whole bunch of affirmations, mantras, and all these kind of things. That's like playing two songs at the exact same time and asking the universe to dance with you to two songs playing at the same time. It it can't. Mm. You're sending mixed messages. The universe will reward you and mirror that with limited success, mixed messages, because that's what you're broadcasting. Mm. Okay. So that's the analogy, but it's fairly accurate. So we have to address what's already deeply programmed within the mind. And that's actually the first book talks about the second book is called change your mind. It's all about deprogramming your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. The course on abundance and money manifestation is going to give people the tools to do this. And then we build upon it properly. We can't have two songs playing at the same time and expect someone to dance with us, especially Mm -hmm. the universe. It's impossible, Mm -hmm. which is why people are like, well, it kind of worked, but it didn't. And I had some success, but not really. Exactly. Exactly. So we have to first delete that wrong song Mm -hmm. and then play the proper song, the one that is authentic to you. Mm -hmm. And then the universe has to match that. Mm -hmm. It has to, the universe, the multiverse is a multifrequential, multidimensional hall of mirrors Mm -hmm. designed for self mastery. So you can see what it is that you're emanating and what you're creating. Mm -hmm. And when you do it properly, you will actually experience true abundance. You will be able to manifest in true accordance with your real vibration, Mm -hmm. like attracts, like, mm-hmm. and when you're working with what you really are, you are really unlimited. Mm-hmm. This is where the abundance comes from. But if the subconscious pattern egoic mind is already emanating its broadcast and you try to tack onto that, the universe will simply show you what that looks like. You get two things going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, here it is. Mixed messages, a little success, some success, short, short success. And then all of a sudden the old patterns are there mm-hmm. because they, ha- they haven't been properly addressed. Yeah. And when, when we address them properly, sky is the limit. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. And you teach the, the way to turn off that first song. Correct. Then, yeah. Okay. Okay. And I have one more question before the lightning sure. round. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm, I feel like after each answer, I'm like, I almost can't move on to the first, to the next question. Cause I'm like, so into your, your answer and what you said, and I'm so excited for your, your course to come out. Um, I'll have to, at the end, I'll have to have you tell us where we can find it and sure. uh, give us all the links and I'll yeah. make sure that I'm, I'm, uh, I have it all so I can join mm-hmm. as soon as it's available. Okay. So the four directions of consciousness, mm-hmm. Um, can you just break those down for us? Yeah, of course. Okay. So <clears throat> what we really are, what people call the soul, okay, what I call sentience, which is a little more 
accurate, right? Sentience is our divine intelligence. It's the indirect fractal of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our sentience is our level amount or weight, believe it or not, of love and wisdom and its subsets or talents and abilities. Mm-hmm. That's actually what we are. Right. And that's been given energy in order to create. Okay. So we are this sentience. Now each soul, the soul that is you, the soul that is me, et cetera, et cetera. Every soul has a, has a, uh, a preferred way that it likes to operate. Now, when I say preferred way, I mean how it gets its best results. And there's only four ways. Mm-hmm. Once you're incarnate, there's only four ways. Emotions and feelings, faith, the will, or reason. Mm. That's it. Okay. Now, most of us right off the bat might not know how we tend to operate in this incarnation. Are we kind of like, I'm going to go after it and get it done? It's probably the will, probably, right? Or is it like, I know that it's meant to be, I'm going to trust that the universe is going to get me. (laughs) There you go. Okay. That's faith, right? That's faith. Some people are, it's all about their gut and their feelings and their emotions. It's like something is off. I don't feel right. I have to trust. That would be feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, no, let me just figure this out. Let me put this together. This, this, this. No. So they're using reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's, there's no other way to operate. There really isn't any other way. There's four directions of consciousness. And each soul, Jade, has, and it's normally not just one thing, so to speak. It's normally not all faith or all will or, you know, all reason. Normally there's a, a bit of a melting pot, but there's questions in the in the book that, when you ask yourself these questions, you're going to be able to determine which one of these four avenues or directions of consciousness that you use to get your best results. Mm-hmm. Now, once you have figured that, and some people know right away, but if you don't, that's okay. You ask yourself the questions, you'll get the answer, which which is the preferred avenue or direction of consciousness that I use to get my best results. Now, mm-hmm. once we have determined that, we then tailor we play to this. We play to your strengths. Maybe that's the best way to say it. So we tailor everything for you to be able to use one of these directions in order to get your best results. And the first book is about healing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's how to use one of these directions or avenues of consciousness that you're most comfortable with, and then to use the the, the healing technique, the exercises, and the meditations in a way that gives you your best results. But every single human being, there's only four ways. And once we determine which way, then we know how we like to operate and get our best results. And that's the direction that we go in. Mm, yeah. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. So there's a few short questions we like, like to ask everyone who comes on the show. The first one is, if you could hug your younger self right now, what would you say? Trust yourself. Mm. If you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? Oh, well, two books come to mind. So and my first book, so people don't have to suffer anymore. Yeah. Or autobiography of a yogi, yogi by yogi. Mm, Yeah. If you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet, what would it be? I love you. Mm, Really beautiful. So, um, you, you mentioned your course that's coming up and then, uh, you do have your self-healing, uh, book. You have another book coming out. Just let us know all the, all the goodies on how to find everything, how to find you. If you're on social media, all of that. 
Yeah, I think <clears throat> Jade probably the the easiest path of least resistance is I have a YouTube channel, Ascend the Frequencies, and my name RJ Spina. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the U- YouTube channel because I'm always doing videos, and I'm one I do a lot of enlightenment or self mastery teachings as free videos, and I also mention in my videos what's coming up. So the best thing to do is to subscribe to my YouTube channel. The second best thing is probably to uh, follow me on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is ascend the frequencies 12, one, two. Okay. Awesome. And I'm always post, well, not me. Someone is always posting onto those things. And that will keep you abreast of all the new, the new books, the new courses, I do a lot of seminars and all these kind of things. That's that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Those those two things. Okay, awesome. I'm curious um, if your parents were accepting of this, like, because I my I was born into a very religious family, and so it, all of this, like, just last night at Thanksgiving, uh, my aunt said she saw a Jezebel spirit on me. So. <laughs> curious if your family was like if you chose a family that was like in full support of this um choice of yours that you made no so (laughs) no so uh i like to i like challenges yeah right paralysis doing the impossible uh because nothing's impossible it's Mm -hmm. not so um my parents no i I, I, my my father transitioned um my my mother i I actually was talking to my mom earlier today um No, I mean, as a, as a child, you know, leaving my body and I I was bizarre right from the get go. (laughs) Now it was, I mean, it's just the truth, right? So, and this kind of understanding and these kind of experiences is is very, it is very unusual. Mm -hmm. So they did the best they could based upon the beliefs that they decided to buy into. Mm -hmm. Now I always felt that they loved me and they, they did and still do. Even my dad out of his body still, still love. Mm-hmm. I talked to him all the time, but I was, I was a handful because yeah. I didn't agree with, you know, the condition of my, even as a kid, I yeah. just didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. There was a certain point, I would say though, <laughs> there was a certain point where I think they questioned my sanity Yeah, for, for sure. Like literally, but yeah. the the saving grace Jade was that, you know, they're like, my God, maybe he's crazy, but it's like, it makes too much sense. Yeah. Like he can't be, it's like clarity. It's like, he's not, he's wildly different. Yeah. Okay. We all are by the way. Yeah. But he's wildly, but it makes too much sense. I don't think he's crazy. I just, I just think he's like, just always connected, which, which is true. And then eventually all the stuff I used to say as a little kid came true. And so at a certain, I'm not going to go into details about that, but at a certain point, everything that I had been talking about for years and years and years and years and years, not only with myself, but the world itself, mm-hmm. I was saying all these things and predicting all these things as a little, cause I could experience it. Right. Yeah. And then at a certain point, they couldn't deny any of it because everything was happening just as I would say. And then at that point, yeah. the, you know, forget the, even the remotest idea that RJ is crazy. Maybe RJ <laughs> is actually just, you know, like accessing super consciousness, which, yeah. is, which is true. And then all of a sudden it's, I get text messages. Hey, RJ, what should I do about this? So it went from, I'm not sure if he's saying to, you should ask RJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. I'll You're welcome, Jay. Bye. Take care.
Man, you guys, that felt very similar to a Paul Selig episode where it just felt like we were in another realm for a while there. We just like, I don't know, it felt really, it's hard for me to describe what it feels like when I'm talking. It was like when I talked to Paul Selig and when I talked to Philip Attar from the very beginning, like a year ago, when I first started the show, it's like, I'm talking, I'm like in conversation with them, but it feels like all of a sudden I'm seeing all these symbols and like codes and I don't know, it gets real trippy (laughs) and I'm just trying to like absorb it and hear the information and not be super obvious to y'all that like things are getting trippy all of a sudden, but it's like, that's the effect it has on me. It's so interesting. And so, um, I really, really love it. And it feels like it feels like an upgrade for me, uh, in my system. It's, it's really, really interesting (laughs) to experience, but I really, really loved him. And I, I, I do hope to have him on when he comes out with his next book. Uh, I have not checked if his book is on audible. I read the hard copy, but I am going to look for the audible because this type of stuff, like Paul Selig's books and his book, I like to just have them like playing, in the house, just so that I have the constant reminder, um, that man, he's a powerful teacher. I'm so thankful for him. And I loved that magic trick of all of a sudden pretending that your eyes are not connected to your brain, not connected to your skull. Uh, I loved, I loved that magic trick and I'm so excited. I'm so excited for his program. I'll make sure to post about it as soon as it, or mention it here on the podcast, as soon as it's live, I am definitely going to take that. And then I will also talk about our affiliates. Uh, Another program that I am in is the dream arc with gene keys. It's about how to use your dreams for awakening and um, to see the messages in your dreams. It's a really, really amazing course. The link is in the show notes, but if you use that link and do anything on his site, the show gets a small cut. And so that's one way to support the show and support the amazing Richard Rudd who created the Gene Keys. And then the best toys for sex at dameproducts.com. Code Jade gets you 15% off. And my favorite is the Air, A-E-R. It's a suction toy uh, that is, you know, for fans of oral stimulation. I love it. I like to pair it. I mean, I talked about sex magic a lot in this episode. I use it during sex magic when I move the energy to my crown. And then I also pair it with my pleasure wand or my yoni egg. And you can get those tools at wands, W-A-A-N-D-S, go jade for a discount there as well. In my women's program, we I will be teaching how to use pleasure wands to de-armor the cervix. And I will um, also be teaching how to use yoni eggs and an optional yoni weightlifting if you would like. Um, you'll be off camera. You'll have your privacy. That's in my women's program. You can access my women's program if you're interested at jade-brice.com. And then all things infrared at higher dose code jade75 for $75 off. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. It would mean so much if you would leave a review or share an episode with a friend. You can also join me on Instagram at untamed and unashamed podcast. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember... You belong here.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.